Radio 77 WABC. Entertaining and informative. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Not one Republican should vote for this deal. Speaker McCarthy should pull this bad bill down. Don't tell me you're going to put me over a barrel for $4 trillion because you refuse to do your job. You know, I always tell people the reason why I get outrageous ratings. Outrageous. Shut up, Lou. God. It's true, though. I do get outrageous ratings. 7-5-7-1. Is because I'm your everyday guy. I did sports on WFAN in Miami for 20 years. I'm not some brilliant political commentator. I don't try to be Sean Hannity or any of these folks, you know. I'm your everyday guy. But I'm interested in a lot of stuff. Like Bill O'Reilly said, the reason why Sid is great is he's authentic. He cares about a lot of stuff. It's true. Politics, sports, this country, my children, education, movies, all of it. They all interest me. I love all of it. So I can't come on as well as I do and really explain this whole debt ceiling fight. I have no idea what the Republicans are going to get. All I know is it looks like Kevin McCarthy's done a good job because if people like Chip Roy and Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates are pissed off, he must have done a good job because they bitch about everything. And the Democrats are mad at Biden. So I say, I got to bring on somebody who could explain this. And who's the man? Who is the man? Whether it's 10 a.m. Saturday mornings on WABC or 4 p.m. weekdays on Fox Business, it's Larry Kudlow. So here he is making a return visit, hopefully going to explain to a lot of folks like me who moved over to the station from WFAN exactly what this debt ceiling fight is all about. And what's that $4 trillion that Chip Roy is talking about? My man, Larry Kudlow. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, Sid. How are you, buddy? Not bad for an old guy. Not bad at all. Well, you look great. You don't look old at all. You look great. Your TV show is terrific. I watch it every day. You sound great on the radio. So you heard my uh, little intro Thank there. You. Help me out. Uh, help folks that are not knee-deep in it, guys like me who just want to know what's going on, help those folks out about this whole debt ceiling controversy. Well, look, the first point to make is, first of all, uh, the debt ceiling would cause if you let it lapse, it would cause a default in U.S. Treasury bills, U.S. Treasury notes, U.S. Treasury bonds. You can't do that, okay? The credit of the United States has to be perfect. It always has been. Well, but then were you surprised? Were you be. surprised then, Larry, when, when my friend and your friend Donald Trump, who you worked for so admirably well, said with Caitlin Collins on CNN, I'd let it default because the truth is it's going to happen at some point anyway? Well, well, Mr. Trump, my former boss, uh, who I love, um, what, what, he, what he actually said was he would use it as a negotiating tool uh, to force spending cuts and other policy changes. And a, a lot of people sort of took that phrase, I'd let it default, uh, meaning that he actually would be for a default. He's not for a default. We went through in the Trump administration a couple of times these debt deadlines, if you will, and we never let it default. But this is the important thing. Uh, Kevin McCarthy, Speaker Kevin McCarthy, 
uh, is leading a Republican and conservative revolution for less spending. We've had this incredible frenzied spending, which has caused the inflation, which is still with us. And that has caused the economy to sink. We're on the cusp of recession. We're hardly growing at all for the last uh, year and a half. So McCarthy turned Joe Biden around, right? Biden said, I want a clean debt bill, no spending cuts. Democrats don't want spending cuts. Republicans do. And McCarthy negotiated and he won, I think, a tremendous victory. It may not be perfect, uh, but the perfect should never be the enemy of the good. And he got, you know, he said he wanted spending next year to be lower than this year. He got it. Uh, by about $40 billion. He said, the next year after that, I want spending to be lower, and he got it. It's actually lower by at least $110 billion, and the Appropriations Committee haven't finished their work. But he achieved his goal. Uh, over six years, it probably cut spending by, I don't know, three, three and a half trillion. Dollars. And That's is that the key? Money. The bottom line is if you, cu- if you cut the spend, of course it is, three and a half trillion dollars. So the key here, Larry, is if you cut the spending, then you're starting to make real progress in fixing inflation and the economy. So it's a very simple question. What is Chip Roy and Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates bitching about? What's the problem? Well, you know, they wanted more, okay? Uh, And, okay, I wanted more. Everybody wants more. But you got to take first steps. I mean, Newt Gingrich has argued. He was on our show last night. He was on my radio show Saturday. This is a good first step. You're turning around the Democrats' big government socialist policies. That's what you're doing. And you're starting out, uh, again, with whatever it's going to be, up, $1.5 trillion, $2 trillion over six years. What they've done also is they've put caps on future spending. Uh, they're stopping these big omnibus spending bills where nobody knows what's inside it. You know, Nancy Pelosi said, we don't, we won't know what's in that bill until we pass it. That's stopped in this bill. Here's another important point. There are big policy changes, okay? People have to go back to work. What we've had is the Democrats under Biden have essentially repealed the work requirements that Newt Gingrich and Bill Clinton negotiated 25 years ago on uh, food stamps and on welfare. Uh, They couldn't get Medicaid, okay, and some conservatives are angry at that. But, again, you can't get everything. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day. It's brick by brick. Right. Step by step. Yep. Uh, Now, these work requirements are going to be restored. All right? I think that's terrific. Here's another policy change in the bill. Energy. The Bidens have stopped, waged war and stopped Fossil fuels, oil, gas, coal. They've stopped it. Pipelines. So energy right. energy prices are lower today than they were a year ago, but they're still way too high. You know, you're looking at $3.50 gas. When Donald Trump left uh, Washington, gas was just over $2. And people know that. Electricity bills are too high. Utility bills are too high, et cetera, et cetera. So they have in this bill, uh, they've changed permitting. Okay? Permitting now will be limited to one to two year wait. Okay, not 10 years, but one to two years. And only one federal agency will be in charge of permit requests. 
And these are permits, by the way, for renewables, and they're permits for fossil fuels. This is a huge change. In fact, Joe Manchin finally got his West Virginia pipeline in this, and that's a good thing. They needed it in those middle states. Huge. That's a huge Uh, thing. The last thing I want to say is Biden has waged war uh, against business across the board. He's waged war with regulatory, uh, you know, executive regulations, okay? Um, And there's a million of them, and it's killed small businesses. Uh, So this bill has a pay-go provision. What does that mean? It means if Biden has a regulation that increases the cost on business, and by the way, he slapped about $1.5 trillion uh, costs on business. If he has a regulation that increases the cost to businesses, they have to show a decline in other regulations that will lower the cost. So pay goes in. If it's more expensive, it's out. If it's not more expensive, that's fine. Maybe it would slow them down. This is this central planning socialist vision that the government should run the economy. The government should not run the economy. Uh, Then, of course, he clawed back about, I don't know, 25, 30 billion in unused COVID money. And finally, last point, the IRS, nobody wants this IRS $80 billion bill with 87,000 agents. Nobody wants that. They're going to go after Again, small businesses, they're going to go after waitresses, they're going to go after cab drivers, Uber drivers. It's crazy. Again, another form of government planning and socialism. So they defunded the IRS enforcement for FY24 next year uh, by taking out $1.4 billion from their budget. Now, they want, you know, a lot of conservatives, including myself, I might add, want to stop the IRS completely from their expansion. Well, you can't really do that right now, but what you can do is take away their money for this coming year. That's a terrific yep. first step. Start. And remember, said this stuff, you know, you go, you know, these estimates from the Congressional Budget Office and elsewhere run 10 years. Okay, that's the way that game works. I used to be in that game. I'm not going to bore you with it. But the reality is each Congress sets its own spending laws. Okay, The House has the power of the purse. All money bills come from the House, whether it's taxes or spending. By the way, there are no tax hikes in this bill. None. Zero. Nada. (laughs) So now this thing is only good really for this year and next year. And then the next Congress after that uh, Senate and House hopefully will be Republican. The White House hopefully Republican. They will then set their own spending targets. So these are just guidelines. Most important thing is the spending level for uh, this year will be lower than last year. Lower. That has not happened <laughs> in over 10 years. Yeah, yeah. And next year's spending will be lower still. This is what McCarthy pledged. This is what Biden hated. And uh, McCarthy won. Wow! Because he held he held the cards. I mean, look, this is a Republican and conservative revolution. You're reversing the tide of big government spending, big government regulating, big government taxing. You're reversing that tide. 
Now you're going to have lower spending and regulating and taxing, better permitting. That means more oil and gas production, uh, no more regulatory overkill. This is a tremendous beginning. It's a first step. The point is Rome was not built right. in a day. Right. And uh, McCarthy is, in my opinion at least, and, then, and I look, these conservatives you mentioned are all friends of mine, every one of them. Uh, the Freedom Caucus, they appear on my show regularly. They're personal friends. I knew them when I was uh, Trump's uh, economic advisor, et cetera. These are good people, not bad people. But, again, you've got to have some patience here. And what's going to happen, the majority of the Republican conference will vote for McCarthy's bill because they have confidence in Kevin McCarthy, and they know that this is the new rise of conservative economic policies which over time will increase economic growth and reduce inflation and make interest rates lower than they would otherwise be. The Democrats oppose this. Listen, I was watching this thing over the weekend. I mean, I followed it every night on our show. You know, it's sort of a semi-boring subject, uh, but I followed it every night on our show. So I watched the final negotiations over the weekend. And the deal came up, I don't know, Friday night, Saturday morning. And so I'm watching it. I'm, on, you know, I'm, I'm up in the Connecticut place. I'm playing tennis. I'm going to AA 12-step meetings. I'm chilling out. And, and, uh, and I wasn't sure about this. But then uh, when uh, all the far lefties uh, from the Socialist Caucus, you know, Jaya Powell, whatever her name is, and AOC, and Bernie Sanders, when they started screaming, I knew it was a good deal. <laughs> <laughs> That's a win. That is a win. Let me tell you, I'm so happy that uh, and then you, Mc- yeah. McCarthy called me Sunday morning. He's oh, a very dear friend of mine. Yeah. Yes, of yeah. course. We yeah. talk all the time. He called me Sunday morning, and we went through really all the key points that I've just summarized for you. And um, I liked it, okay? And I wrote a column about it. I'm up on uh, uh, Fox Business Digital, and the New York Sun publishes my stuff, blah, blah, blah. And I'm, I'm saying, you know, McCarthy is leading a Republican revolution, and he's going to win. All right, Sid, he got through the Rules Committee last night, and he's, the vote will be the later this afternoon, and it's going to win, and it's going to reverse the left-wing tide. That's the key point. It's going to reverse the left-wing yep. tide. It ain't perfect. Okay, no question about it. And some of my conservative friends want perfection. But this is not the time. You know, you you got to have a turning point someplace. You know, I mean, it's like it's like the Yankees need a good middle reliever. Actually, the Yankees need a good starter. Yeah, they do. Sense. Well, they well they gave I'm, one starter 160 million. Just hasn't pitched yet. <laughs> I know we haven't we haven't seen the guy. That's a big problem. So I'm I'm, I'm just saying, you know, you you need a middle reliever or you need some good hitters at the bottom of the lineup yeah. to change the tide. Yep, that's what McCarthy is doing right now. Love that. And 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 look. Um, Biden uh, was forced to go along. Here's another point I want to make politically. Biden and the Senate, Schumer, and, you know, the New York Times, and the Washington Post, MSNBC, and CNN, none of these left-wing medias took uh, McCarthy and the House Republicans seriously. They didn't. And so, you know, first they did pass a budget bill, which was a terrific bill. And that shook all of Washington. That forced Biden to negotiate. And I'm telling you now, you pass this bill, 
on the table the debt ceiling compromise. I mean, divided government requires compromise. But if you pass this bill, this has Republican footprints all over it. It's a Republican bill. This changes the political center of gravity in Washington, D.C. It says we are the Republican House and we are the new sheriffs in town. <laughs> and that, that is just hugely yeah. important. It is hugely yeah. important. It is. And uh, this is why I'm glad I brought you on today, Larry. You did not a good job, not a great job, an outstanding job of explaining this. There is no doubt it was a Kevin McCarthy win, no doubt. And like you said, in two years, we get the, you know, we keep the House, maybe grow it in numbers. We take the yes. Senate back, we get Trump back, yes. and then we really hit him. Yes. Listen, I did all this at 830 in the morning, which for me is incredible. <laughs> this is the middle of the night for me. No, I mean, this yeah. is really important. Yeah. Well, it's important stuff. I do this. Well, thank no one you. Else. I don't do this. <laughs> Only for you. 830 in the morning. This kid, Justin, calls me up and he goes, I want you on. I go, huh? I've got to reset my alarm clock. Oh my God. Well, thank you. Thank you. You'll be happy to know, you know, you mentioned the AA 12-step meeting. I'm actually going to speak tomorrow night at a place called Mainstream House. It's on uh, Long Island Riverhead, all the way out. Like, uh, you, you talk about a schlep, Larry, like two hours out. But anytime I can uh, give back that 12 step to other folks like us, I'm all too willing to uh, do it. So thank you for that. That's the, that's the, that's the, listen, that's the keystone to my life. Uh, I believe in God and I believe in the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. It's kept me sober for nearly 28 years, Sid. God bless and you. it's just the greatest God. thing in the world. You know, anybody who hears this, let me tell you, if I can get straight, you can get yeah. straight because yeah. I was as hopeless as anybody. And not ever was. not just straight, Larry, but man, you become what a great job you did for Trump, and even before that, TV and radio. You're just one of the smartest, uh, smartest and loveliest people I've ever met. You're so important to us. So thank God that's the case. Continued uh-huh. success, and thank you for hopping on. Thank you, Sid. Take care. God bless. You too. God bless you too. That's the great Larry Kudlow, folks. Check him out. What a great show every Saturday from ten to one. And, of course, every weekday, 4 p.m. on Fox Business, you want to know about all this stuff. It's important. It's very important. Nobody better than Larry Kudlow.